So in my last podcast, I did not talk much about the Tiger or the Taj Mahal. Um, and, and I should because, um, well, the Tiger, you know, there was some this, this game preserve somewhere between um, Delhi and Rajasthan. I can't remember exactly where, but um, it was sort of, uh, you know, dry, but they had trees um, and they had, like I said, deer and monkeys and and they had tigers and it is the wild. Um, it's not fenced in as, to my knowledge, but it's a, a you know, a, a national um, park and that's one of the last places on earth that has wild tigers. Um and um, I was told that Bill Clinton went there to see a wild tiger, and he did not see one. Um, but when we were there, we saw one. And uh, you get on this big bus, open air bus. You're like, you know, sec. You're like really high above the ground. And um, we were kind of at the edge of the park, and there was this uh, watering hole, like a small pond, basically. And uh, this tiger came down for for a drink. And he he was absolutely beautiful. I mean, I I'm I, I've said this before. I I love wildlife, and um, you know, I'd seen lions and and cheetahs and leopards in Africa. Uh, so to see a live tiger in the wild, it it really is something. And um, they're just they're just beautiful. But we didn't see him for that long. He came down, had a drink, and he he kind of walked on the edge of the of the uh, little pond there. And then he was gone. Um, but I did get a video of it. And um, the Taj Mahal, so I had to take a train to the Taj Mahal. And it was a long, long uh, train ride. You know, I don't know, overnight kind of thing. And um, uh, But the Taj Mahal, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, wasn't really something that I really looked forward to. Um, but I'm glad I saw it because it really is beautiful. Um it is a massive piece of marble, <laughs> and um, it's very white. And the whiteness is a little surprising because there's so much pollution. So, so and it's very. It, there's a contrast between it and the gray brown sky. Um, and um, the thing you really notice is the arc is the sophistication of the architecture the artist the artistry of the carvings um in the marble uh so the the overall site itself is very beautiful it's just this massive white beautiful structure it is breathtaking and then when you go in it and walk around it and get up close to it the um the carving um and the quality of the marble is is very impressive and he did this all for love, you know, of course, for his, his deceased wife. Uh, but you also realize he had a shit ton of money. <laughs> and there were probably a, a lot of poor people uh, uh, living there that he was taking advantage of. But um, anyway, the age-old story. All right, so next journal entry, um, April 9th, uh, 2004. In Varanasi, took the overnight train from Agra, that's where Taj Mahal is, and I actually slept really well. The sleepers just have a curtain for privacy, and um, you are in one, one car, with about 50 other people. Earplugs, baby, they really do the trick. (laughs) 
uh, spent three hours waiting at the train station. That was interesting. You see the real India at the train station. It was pretty nasty. It um, hailed peanut M&M sized um, hail and downpoured for a while. A few rats and mice made appearances. They, the really sad thing is seeing the kids, the urchins. They just sit on the floor in filth. No parents are to be found. One kid came rolling in on a handcart because he can't walk. It's disturbing. It really makes me think, quote, how can there be such a thing as a God, end quote. It also makes you think that this is hell on earth. It really couldn't be much worse for these kids. India just doesn't have the capacity yet to take care of its people. There are, of course, many who are better off. Also at the station saw this little puppy whose back legs didn't work. He would just drag himself around with his front legs. That pretty much sums up India. Something occurred to me yesterday. You don't notice too many people smiling here. It is a pretty somber place. India is interesting, but not really my cup of tea. Also notice many guys holding hands and being real touchy-feely with one another. Some might say that's great. They are not afraid to show affection. No sexual hang-ups. That type of thing. I have a different theory. Women are second-class citizens. You don't see women and men socializing. I don't think men show affection with women, and consequently, they show affection with one another. It's a little weird. April 9th continued. Varanasi is a very interesting place. Went to Sarnath, the site where Buddha gave his first speech after achieving nirvana. A bunch of very old brick stupas, mostly just their bases. Then to the Ganges, the holy river, took a boat ride. There are all these ghats, which are temples, plus steps to the water where the Brahmins will do the prayer with you. Built by Maharajas from various places. The kids play cricket on the ghats up and down the river. The temples are abandoned. He rode us up to the spot where they cremate the dead. I mean, right within 20 yards. Yes, I saw the bodies and I saw them burning. This guy got in our boat and told us all about it. I knew he'd have to pay, but he wouldn't shut up, and it was interesting. But it felt like we were invading the privacy of the families. We really were too close. I asked the boat, I asked the, uh, the boat rowing to move back, and he did, the, the guy rowing the boat. Um, the men in the family bring the body, give it one last bath in the Ganges, then the oldest brother shaves his head and lights the fire. We saw them put a body on the wood, stacked about three feet high, and light the fire. Then, when almost cremated, he takes the sternum, if male, 
or thigh bone, if female, and throws that remnant in the river, strongest part of the body. The soul goes straight to nirvana. No women present because crying disturbs the soul. Everyone must be happy. They didn't look happy to me, which I think was good. Six types get thrown in the river uncremated with a rock, but sometimes that comes loose. Uh, A child, a pregnant mother, smallpox, leprosy, cobra bite, and I forget the the six. Um, I wrote it down. Oh, holy men. Huh. Um, had dinner at the top of a restaurant with great view of the street below. Very lively. Watched the monkeys run around on the rooftops. Then saw the ceremony at the river. Lots of lights, bells, and recorded singing. The rickshaw ride um, through a sea of people and rickshaws to um, the something, uh, to the car. Very cool. So many various types of people, mostly Indian, and a sea of these rickshaws going with you and coming towards you. For uh, April 10th through April 11th, feeling quite strange lately. I got very mad at my travel agent because um, I met two English girls who paid 300 euros for the trip. I paid 1600 Um That with the fact everyone is always trying to get your money. I have been irritable. Turns out I was way off base on accusing my travel agent. I confronted him at the office and he went through the numbers. They are state regulated, so the prices are set. I think the English girls were with a fly-by-night company. I don't know. Anyway, it is not exactly relaxing traveling in India. I took a 19-hour train ride from Varanasi to Delhi and slept 13 hours. Thank God for earplugs. I had two screaming babies in my car, too. I also lost 10 USD to a waiter scam on the train. I can't believe how stupid I am. It really is quite disconcerting. Just when I was pissed at all of India, five young Indian professionals asked me to join them for breakfast. They sell mortgages to the U.S. over the phone and work on the night shift. They had all kinds of questions about Americans and sales. They have American-sounding aliases they use. Some were good, like Lori Williams. Some bad, like Melvin George. I gave the bad ones new names. It was fun. Did research on Nepal and the Maoists, and the Maoists are causing trouble. They detained two Americans in March. Let them go. But that is crossing a line. Didn't know whether to fly to Kathmandu but decided to check it out there. So that was the end of my um, India experience. And uh, yeah, I mean, India is, it's a trip. You got to go to see just how different it is. 
Um, but after my trip to Rajasthan, I went to uh, Agra to see the Taj Mahal. And then I trained it to Varanasi to to see the Ganges, the Holy River, and also um, Buddha, where he gave his famous um, talk after he achieved nirvana, supposedly. Um, I mean, I'm sure he achieved nirvana, but supposedly the talk happened after he achieved nirvana. Um, but uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of cool to go to this this place. And what I remember, there weren't that many people there. There were maybe like, I don't know, five or ten other tourists. And it's just kind of this big grassy area with these big brick, they call them stupas. If you know what a stupa is, if you don't, Google it or Wikipedia it, S-T-U-P-A-S. They're little, you know, shrines or little um, uh, monuments to, to you know, a god. I mean, Buddhas don't have a god. But anyway, they have these stupas. And, and, and they have, these were very large ones. And so they're, they're made out of brick. But they would be covered in, in, you know, something smooth, you know, some sort of plaster of Paris or something. And, you know, colored, I'm sure, just based on the ones I saw in modern day. But these these were so old that... Um, you know, the, the, what remained were the, the you know, the bricks and um, in disrepair. And there were, I don't know, maybe like five of these things. So that was kind of cool to see Sarnath. And um, and then, yeah, Varanasi was a trip because so the the, the reason Varanasi is, is um, uh, popular is it's where people go to um, cremate their deceased relatives. And the idea is that uh, upon cremation, their soul goes straight to um, heaven or nirvana, whatever. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and it, you know, over time, for whatever reason, it's this whole, become this holy place. And there are all these, um, you know, the, the Ganges is this big brown river, slow-moving and the waters are considered holy. I don't know why. Um, but these kings built palaces on the riverfront, but they're all deserted. And so it's this trippy, like Mad Max kind of scene where you have kids, um, you know, just running around on these steps of the palaces right by the river. And um, they're playing cricket all over the place on these steps. And, um, you know, you're out in the river on a rowboat checking this out. And people are washing them bathing in the the holy river and um you know taking off their saris and washing it and there's holy men in their little loincloths and nothing else and they're you know in their beards and they're performing some sort of service and you know people are swimming in the river and um it's a dirty river and there's uh, and the other thing is they cremate the dead there and so people who aren't cremated are dropped in there with a rock and so you know there's floating bodies from time to time and there's all that they dump all the ashes there in the river, and they dump, as I said, the sternum and the and the thigh bone because those actually don't really completely burn, and so they throw those into the river. Um, and uh, it's just this scene; it's just it's a trip. And then Varanasi itself is this bustling, you know, all these little temples and little shrines, you know, to different gods like Vishnu, you know, elephant god and. And uh, it's just this jumble of, of people and um, the monkeys are running around on the rooftops. And I had like dinner at this restaurant uh, in the second story and, you you know, rooftop and you could see all these monkeys running around and, um, you know, and the traffic down below. And it's just this traffic traffic jam of all these rickshaws and 
And I remember, you know, sitting in one, just being part of the scene, you know, and all these different people, different faces, different people from different walks of life in India, some rich, some poor. I mean, anybody who was there to burn, you know, to cremate their dead was probably fairly well off. But um, and in fact, one of my coworkers, when I worked at Simplicity, he was an applications engineer. Um, he his father passed away when we worked together and he went to India to cremate his father and when he got back he told me what he did and he did exactly what I saw he went to Varanasi and he was the oldest so he came back with a shaved head and then you know it's weird being there you know a couple of years later and I'm watching this from a rowboat 20 yards a day away watching the whole um you know ceremony of this family is you know like four or five brothers and they're you know they're dressed in white um robes you know, over there, probably the shorts. And, you know, they put the, the, they wash the, the deceased, their, you know, mom or dad, um, uh, you know, in the river to clean them and cleanse them. And, you know, it's holy water. And then they, they put them on the pyre and, and light the fire. But before they do that, they burn, they, uh, shave the head of the oldest son. And he, then he has the honor of lighting the, the fire. Um, and there's all this wood stacked up all over the place. <laughs> and there's people waiting, literally waiting. So like when we rode up, there was one family done and we saw them throw the sternum into the, the river. And then the next family was up and they came and, you know, and there's like family after family waiting. And so it was interesting to see that, um, you know, the guy I worked with to see exactly what he had um, uh, done. Um, it was interesting to see it. And... Um, yeah, just anyway, so that was pretty interesting experience. And then a lot of long train rides and screaming kids, but put some earplugs in. They take the bite out of those screams and actually got some sleep. And, uh, you know, again, talking about being sort of not trusting anyone because everybody's always trying to get money from you. And I, I think I falsely accused the tour operator of screwing me and I felt bad about it and I mean, who knows whether he screwed me or not? Probably not. As, I mean, I'm sure they overcharged me, but um, anyway. Um, but as I got back into Delhi from Varanasi, um, they picked me up and, and I went to this breakfast place, which, you know, they served like samosas. And it was kind of a modern um, breakfast place. Um, and these um, early folks in the early 20s were just getting off their night shift from um, making phone calls, you know, so when you wonder about, you know, who are these people in India calling you at dinner, it was these folks, and um, this young woman, you know, came up to me, and I just wanted to be left alone, but she said, you know, will you have breakfast with us, (laughs) it's the last thing in the world I wanted to do, but it actually turned out very interesting, she was very, very curious, and, and she wanted to know, as she learned more about me, and that I was in sales. And so they had these questions like, well, why are, are Americans so angry? <laughs> and I explained to them, well, they're, they're not. It's just that when you're calling them, they're in the middle of their dinner. And so they don't really want to talk to you. And, you know, they asked me all these questions about sales and, and America and Americans. And, and when they told me their names, their aliases, it cracked me up because some of them were normal, like Lori Williams, but some of them were terrible, like Melvin George, you know, like they didn't really know what an appropriate first or last name was. And so I gave them all the names of my my fraternity brothers um, or for the women. I, you know, my sister, I don't know who, but people I knew. So I, I always kind of wondered if, you know, if someone might get a phone call from themselves. 
Um, yeah, and then I, you know, I actually hesitated to go. To, my, my next part of my trip was to the Himalayas, which I was totally excited about. Um, and I was flying into Kathmandu, but I almost didn't go because I was thinking about, you know, there were the Maoists were really causing trouble. There were some bombings, there were some kidnappings in Kathmandu. And um, I thought, you know, geez, maybe it's not the right thing to go. And at the end, I just decided to do it. And and I'm really glad I did because um, I'll talk about it in my next podcast. <laughs>